This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show of friends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm back, and I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald, and this is episode 316. I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to light them off? Yep, time to light off some fireworks, because you know what time it is. It's the 4th of July, which means the Red Bulls will not be playing at home. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And the good thing is I'll be in South Carolina where, like, real shit's legal. So... I'm going to blow some stuff up this week. Just make sure you don't do anything next to a military base. Yeah, I'll try not to. <clears throat> that That is actually based on a story of my, uh, I think, my mom's cousin. So, yeah, be very there careful. <laughs> so, I'm back <clears throat> three weeks away. Those damn vegan police tried to get me again. I told them, nope, no double jeopardy. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, uh <clears throat> Truman's out this week. He was out rocking too hard this past weekend. Yep. Apparently so. there's no voice after singing along with the, the likes of uh, Blink-182, Aquabats, and others. Especially the Aquabats. Especially the Aquabats, yes. I wonder if you I wonder if you fall them into the ocean. I hope so. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I agreed. <clears throat> All right. So what was also awesome was the fact that the Red Bulls won. Yeah. What, what wasn't was the fact that it was a very ugly 3-1 win. Yeah. Uh, tweets. Uh, let's see. We had two for this game. Uh, Tonino M at Tonino M on Twitter says, "Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good." Yep, absolutely, absolutely. We could even talk about that about another game we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yep. Uh, and Anthony Gaffera at Gaffera three sixteen says, "Man of the match was Luis Robles." I guess that makes sense, but it could also have been goalpost. This is true. I mean, goalpost did also get an assist, so. <laughs> He had some saves and assists. He was kind of the all-around man in that game, so it's possible. <clears throat> and I'm going to check the email real quick because I literally rushed 15 minutes before. Nope. Okay, nothing good. All right. So, Pat, as we usually do on this show, we go with our likes and dislikes. So we'll start with you. What did you dislike about the win against Chicago? Uh, my big dislike was that I forgot how strong Sangria is. <laughs> and uh, so, the you know, I forgot how easily it goes down. And uh, how it can mess you up. So, while I mostly remember this game, you know, it's it's a little fuzzy. So, I'm, you're not going to really get any hard-hitting analysis from me on this one. That 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 is for sure. Um, but I remember cheering three times, so that's good. <laughs> as long as you remember that part, I think you're you're good. Yeah. Um, my dislike is going to be the fact that we won the way we did because we did not come out strong against a weak Chicago team um, on the broadcast the or on the Twitter broadcast, I should say the announcers kept talking about 
Chicago being good enough to do well, but not good enough to finish. Mm. If the Red Bulls defense played better, they would not have been in that position to even have those shots on goal, Mm. let alone the one they did, which was the deflection that just bounced fortuitously right in front of their guy. Mm -hmm. Um, First game back from three weeks off, and that's what we do. Uh, Listen, I know we're missing guys. We're going to continue to miss guys because Haiti, Jamaica, and the United States are making deep runs in the Gold Cup, but come on. You're missing – I know you're missing two of your your back line, but this is not new. You've had two weeks to get this team ready. There's no excuse for that defensive performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, (coughs) Likes, what did you like about this one? Um, I mean, there's a couple things, but, you know, I think I'm going to go primarily with uh, Brian White continues to score, Um, you know, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, it's good. It's nice to know we seem to have a young striker who is capable of putting it in the back of the net. Uh, You know, I harp on this every week. He's playing with confidence. And uh, it's good to see that the long layoff didn't really affect him. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep. Giving Brian Light white my likes, even though there's something else I think maybe you'll cover that was also good for our likes. Um, so, kudos to you, Brian. I'm not sure if this is what you're talking about, but Luis Robles, thank you for being in that because you were again saving this team multiple times. <laughs> that was not it, but then we'll talk about it in afterthoughts. <laughs> uh, Robles definitely for me was man of the match because without him, um. This game would have been easily 3-2 in the other direction, if not worse than that. The yeah. team did not play well at all. We didn't do uh, – I don't know what that was. That wasn't high pressure because we let him get to the midline before we even started pressuring. But Robles came up with a few great saves. And I don't blame him, honestly, for the goal because that deflection off the crossbar was just insane to bounce perfectly back for them. And there's – um, unless the guy is like six foot five, he wasn't making that safe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, my likes to you, Robles. There you go. So, after thoughts, Pat, what else do you have to talk about? It's pretty much uh, welcome back to the field, Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, you know, again, I, I, we, me and Truman certainly talked about it in the last episode. Um, we wouldn't put him in the starting role again just yet. Uh, maybe not even for the rest of the season if Brian White continues to produce. Uh, but it was a nice moment. It was a nice feel-good moment to see him uh, back on the field uh, and playing once again and getting a, a hockey assist on uh, Daniel Royer's, uh, Danny Royer's uh, third goal there uh, at the end of the game. Was it the hockey assist? For some reason, I thought he was the, the last guy. No, yeah, it was uh, – he laid it off to – was it Moyo? Uh, Maybe. I'm not – Honestly, not sure. Yeah, I already forgot. I, I looked at the, I watched the highlights, but I forgot who the. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have anything else before I jump in with other yeah, stuff? That's pretty much it. All right. Uh, Unimas sucks. <laughs> Put it that way. I don't have them because I don't really have cable. That's whatever. They have a Twitter stream, so that's great. Except when you average it buffering like every five to ten seconds in the first half. And there were definitely good, like, 10-minute stretches in each half where, you know, like, the little wheel that pops up whenever it's loading or buffering a stream? Imagine if that just stays there for 10 minutes. 
not even like rotating, just stuck in one position, dead yeah. center. That's what happened in each half. Yeah. And of course, halftime was perfect. Like nobody, like no, no problems during halftime. <laughs> all the pre-can stuff, great. All the live stuff we're going to do on location, nope, not at all. Rough. Uh, <clears throat> if I thought I was going to find a better totally legal stream, I would have done it, but. Yeah, that's totally legal streams are sometimes uh, the best option. Uh, not only that, and also sometimes the. The risky click. Very, very <laughs> risky, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I all you have to do really to make me happy on streaming is just provide a constant stream. That's all. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't even need to be perfect. Like I'll take SD. I'm fine with that. I just want to be able to watch the game. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. This shit's not hard. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't know what kind of connection they have at Red Bull Arena, but I can't imagine it's that much traffic is going over it. So come on. You can easily do it. It is cord coming cutting MLS. You never know. Uh, and well, the, they won't even pay their players more salary, so I guess that makes sense. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the prediction contest. I don't know what you guys predicted, predicted for last week because I don't have an agenda, and I don't think you guys even kept one. No. Well, we predicted wins, but we did get the scores wrong. Okay. So I can remove the question mark from Truman's because I didn't know his. So I had 2-1. If it wasn't for Warrior, I would have three points. <laughs> if it was, if the defense gave one more goal, Pat would have had points, I think. Yeah, Lade, come on. I was relying on you. So you said, wait, did you say 2-2 two, two draw then? I said 3-2 win. Oh, 3-2. Okay, that's right. Sorry, 3-1. <clears throat> uh, I don't know what Truman did, but assuming he didn't get the score right, that means I'm still in first with nine points. Truman is in second with seven. Pat is in third with three. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, fan predictions, I forgot to do this. Sure did. And uh, if you're wondering why, because there's more than just the vegan police is happening right now in my life. So much is happening. So, no, I'm dead serious. There's so much happening right now. <laughs> I, I spent a good week painting and doing other random crap around the house. So, yeah. Yeah. Very busy. Yep. Very busy. <laughs> You know who else is going to be busy is the New York Red Bulls, who have a midweek game against uh, the Houston <clears throat> Dynamo down in Houston. Because, again, the Red Bulls never play at home around July 4th. They sure don't. Which, you know what? Seeing some of these crowds, I'm kind of glad they don't, because that would be bad. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, July 3rd, 9 p.m. on MSG. Uh, Houston comes into the game with a 7-6-3 and three record. Good for 24 points and seventh in the West. They are 6 0 and 3 at home, so they have not lost at home all year. Uh, they have exact goal difference of zero 22 for, 22 against. Sherman uh, gave his prediction of a 2 1 win because he's not able to be here. So, uh, Pat, oh, no, sorry, I get to go first because I'm higher in the standings. Yes. Uh, I feel like we're going to fall trapped to the thing we do every year where we have a slump game around July 4th. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be this one. Uh, so I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. I think we need just enough to get out of there with the point. And honestly, it'll be a point I'll be happy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you. 2-2 draw. Um, you know, I, I, 
Uh, same, I'm in the same boat. I think we have the offense to do it. I think uh, Mario, if you base it on Armas with, you know, how he didn't play Kamar Lawrence uh, in Philly a few weeks ago, uh, despite him possibly being available, I think you could see the same with Mario. I mean, t- to be fair, I'm not entirely sure if Mario played la- uh, last night in, for Panama. Um, but I assume he did because he has been one of the top players for that team. Um you know, so I, I don't see Armas starting him. Hopefully, he'll at least have him on the bench. Um, but I do think, you know, our, some of our rough defense may continue. But the good thing is our offense has really been clicking on all cylinders for a while now. So uh, I don't really see a layoff there. Uh, I guess unless, you know, in Houston, it's a swamp on a, on Wednesday night, which it very well could be. And Mario did play. He did play. Okay. Yes. So then I definitely don't – if Armas follows the same playbook, he may not even put him on the bench. But I think that cost him the Philly game, so hopefully he learned from that. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, before we get to Red Bulls uh, 2 and Sky Blue FC, first, uh, international action. So the U.S. women <clears throat> continue their good form at the World Cup with a 2-1 win over France, which fe- featured um, – <clears throat> Uh, two goals, and I can't remember her name, despite all the news she's been making recently. Mega Rapino. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for throwing this, the, the Spanish flair on that, too. That, that's yeah, why not? 2-1 uh, win with that amazing free kick goal in the first one was just... Yeah. How that managed to get through the whole back line of France without getting touched, I don't know, but I will take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they play the next game on Tuesday... Uh, against England, 2 p.m. Eastern time in the semifinals of the World Cup and finally get some sort of controversy that's not based on the field. Phil Neville, the manager of England, has sort of but not really implicated the United States in spying on his team. Yep. Uh, If you're not sure what I'm talking about, the hotel that... Uh, England is staying in in Paris. No, Paris, not Paris, right? I can't remember. Uh, in France, somewhere, somewhere in France. Basically, if the United States were to win the semifinals, that is the hotel they would be assigned to stay at for the final. So mm-hmm. this is this is what FIFA is telling them to stay at. And as good teams should do, they had people go and you know tour the hotel, see what the anemones were there. Basically, get a feel for what they're walking into. And he took that to mean that they were spying on him. <laughs> Not the fact that, you know, if this team has to stay there at some point, they need to know what the what's in store for the team in terms of hotel life, right? Right. <clears throat> and, I mean, and Jill Ellis talked about it. She said, my, they, my operations people went to the other hotel, too, because there's a second hotel if they were to lose that they stay at. It's like they... Just doing legwork to get us ready, so it's not like anything's anything weird's going on. Yes, but what, what do you kind of think of this? Like, I'm going to call it a manufactured controversy. That's it's, what I really it's feel like. It's definitely is. one of those things. You know, it, it's one of those things. You need news. Uh, I mean, Phil Neville certainly brought it up. He brought it up to reporters. It's one of those things. It's a fairly high profile game uh, between the U.S. and England. So, uh, you know. People are going to come up with uh, controversies where they can, and this is a silly one, I think, in general, because you know it's not like they're at the practice field watching them, you know, do uh, 
set piece drills or anything like that. They were just at a freaking hotel. Um, so I, I think it's silly. Whatever. Phil Neville needs it to fire, fire his team up, uh, for this game. So be it. But, um, he will nevertheless have a tough task against the U.S. this, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. So do you think that the U.S.-France game was what people were saying, the de facto championship? Like, do you think it's just going to be a steamroll now, or is it still no. a tough test going into? There's still a tough test. Uh, I mean, you know, you got uh, – England's no slouch. I mean, they're much like the men's team. I think sometimes they, um, they can be up and down in terms of their performance. But, um, you know, it, they're not going to be an easy out. Uh, I think they're going to give the United States a tough test. They could have very well even beat the United States. Um, so, and then, uh, the other side, if we get Sweden and the Netherlands, I admit I've not really watched the Dutch that much, but we already saw how the U S played against Sweden in the group stage. Um, Sweden knocked the U S out of the Olympics three years ago. Um, so no, I, I don't think it's going to be a, an easy road. I, I think the U S are the favorites. Um, but I, I think there's, there's still a lot of questions we have. I mean, Alex Morgan, other, ever, other than against Thailand has not looked great. Jill Ellis continues to seem to be extraordinarily reluctant to go to her bench for whatever reason. Um, so that, I think there's still a lot of questions. Um, but the U.S. has experienced they have a talent. Um, hopefully, Jill Ellis finally starts using her depth. Um, and uh, we see a positive result tomorrow against uh, England. And, and, that, I, and that France game should have been 3-1, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, um, I was looking at something on my phone, and apparently Daily Mail uh, provided decided to throw some fuel on the fire themselves and have a two-page article entitled, quote, Are These American Stars Too Arrogant? <laughs> and so, uh... the, the subtitle, <laughs> subtitle, they are so unpopular that even the French will be back in England. <laughs> We were the villains as soon as we crushed Thailand. And I, and I said on that solo show, I don't care. I could not care less if the rest of the world is pissed off at us. You know what? I'm glad because in U.S. in soccer, we, well, at least on the men's side, we're always the underdogs. We're never the favorites. Mm-hmm. Let's be one for once. Yeah, let's be the villains. It's all right. It's a nice, it's a nice new feeling. Uh, so speaking of the men... Uh, since the last episode, they've had two games. The first one was a one nothing win over Panama to close up the uh, group stage as number one. And then a one nothing win versus Caraco in the quarterfinals. Curacao. Curacao, sorry. Uh, Auto-corrected to like, Caraco, so that's why it's... Did have the fun little thing on the bottom of the sea? No, it didn't have this, the, the, the C with the little thing on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, the next match is against Jamaica in the semifinals. On what do you know? Wednesday night at nine thirty p.m. All right, Rebel fans, get ready to pull up two screens. Yeah, looking on the bright side, for like fifteen minutes, you can at least walk away or walk away from the Red Bulls and watch the U.S. Exactly. Uh, the U.S. not having particularly great last two games. One of them you can blame on the fact that it was a pretty much all reserve team. Yeah, and the one uh, was that. The plan because it seemed like it was supposed to be, but it was still terribly executed. You know, it, it's here's the thing until they up until they scored the goal, they were controlling a large part of that match, they were getting their chances, they were looking very, very well. 
Uh, very good, rather. And um, I don't know, you know, um, Greg Berhalter is quoted as saying, we're not going to press the keeper. Why are we going to press the keeper? That, that's silly. But, I mean, that's what happened. The keeper just stood there with the ball, and then the U.S. just sat back and watched him. And it's – I think it pretty much they invited Curacao to attack them, and I think that was really stupid tactically. I, I think they should have put the – you know, once they got that second goal, they, the first goal rather, they should have gone for a second, should have gone for a third, should have gone for a fourth. They should have stomped on the neck of Curacao. And I will say, once again, uh, look, Giassi's artist had a great game against Trinidad. But he was, once again, his extremely poor touch was on display here. Attacks that went through him died yesterday. Josie Altidore needs to be the starting striker here on out if they want to win this Gold Cup. I mean, if they don't want to win the Gold Cup, all right, whatever. But, I mean, at the same time, dude, the only real uh, reason to keep starting Josie is if he's the, the striker of the future. He absolutely is not. He's 27 years old. He is what he is. Uh, the striker of the future is a kid named Josh Sargent. Or possibly Timothy Weah, you know. Um, so it, it's Josie Altador has got to get in there. For all the criticism you can give Josie Altador, you can say that he's never lived up to his full potential. He crashed out of the big leaves in Europe. All possibly valid, but he's always been a Concacaf killer, and he needs to be put in this game. He's much better at hold up play than Jesse Zard is, and the way that Burhalter is playing, he is better suited. So that that's the thing. I think if they want to have any hope uh, I mean, of uh, advancing, if they want to do it comfortably, they need to put Josie out the door in there. Uh, no questions asked. It's almost like you put your best players in the best position to win, right? Yeah, go figure, right? <clears throat> well, hopefully they do better against Jamaica because uh, Jamaica has not been an easy out the last few Gold Cups. So. No. And they beat and they beat us. Granted, it was a B team. They beat beat us uh, in a friendly leading up to this game in, into these Gold Cup. So, yeah. <clears throat> but um, didn't we lose to them? Oh, no, we beat them last time. But didn't we lose them in 2015? 2015, yeah, pretty much the beginning of the end of the Jurgen Klinsmann era. It was the 2015 Gold Cup. Yep. Now it's in the semifinals, I think. Yes. Yep. Semifinals. So hey, it could be a repeat. Don't let it happen. Exactly. All right. Uh, anything else about U.S. men or women before we move on? Uh, no. I mean, hopefully they both perform well over the next two days, and uh, we have a all-U.S. final day uh, on Sunday. That would be along with a Red Bulls game. With a Red Bull game sandwiched in between, absolutely. All right. Uh, so Red Bulls two. Uh, let me make sure I get the right tab here. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. One, one, sorry, one thing, one, two, two quick things I forgot about the game in Philly. Okay. One, I was there. One of the worst games I've ever seen live. And two, there was a guy sitting next to me who said he was going to check out the podcast. He's a Union fan. He's a nice guy. So, guy sitting next to me, it was, it was, it was a pleasant chat. There, there's some decent Union fans. We, we have one on the show. There's some, yeah. All right. Yeah, move on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Red Bulls last game was on the twenty this past Saturday, one one draw against the Charleston Battery, who were down to ten men. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had a, we had a whole half with ten with a man advantage. We can only manage one one draw. Yeah, bummer. Uh, the next game is on Friday the fifth at seven p.m. Uh, home to the Ottawa Fury. All right, Fury. 
Uh, Sky Blue FC lost two weeks ago. I don't know if you guys talked about this one. They lost uh, two weeks ago, or about two weeks ago, to Orlando Pride 2-1. Mm-hmm. And that, that game took them down to last place in uh, NWSL. Mm-hmm. Their next game is on the road at the Chicago Red Stars on Saturday the 6th. So presumably the day before a World Cup final for the women or, worst case, third place game for them. Fun. All right. Uh, So that brings us, and I'm not even sure we have anything, but I want to play the sound effect. That brings us to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. You got anything for us, Pat? Uh, I do not believe I do. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything I have for the dumping ground this week. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have anything either. Um, yeah. I can't even like find anything on like once metro explanation or anything like that just to figure it out. But mm-hmm. actually, you know what? Yeah, there's something. Not thinking about it. So over a week ago. Something like that it was the twenty first of June. Uh once a metro, there was a piece up there uh about how the Red Bulls are showing all the signs of a shield hangover and why Chris Armis is not to blame. Let me just say immediately that that is false because Chris Armis has been the guy running the team for a year now, and his tactics are the reason that we've been doing poorly for most of the year. I mean it's not right the last month or so. They've been better the last month. They've been better, but they could be even better. Oh, yeah. I mean, you take the first, what, two months out of the uh, equation? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess that's the best thing about MLS is you don't have to play well the first half of the season. You just got to make the playoffs. Exactly. All right. Um, So with that. Actually, here's the one thing I'll actually say. Since everyone's smiling, dumping around, we talk about other uh, leagues and other sports. Uh, the Knicks are probably the most hilarious organization in the New York metropolitan area. I just want to say that right now. What what happened? I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, okay, so they, you know, they, in the, during the season, they traded Chris Porzingis to clear out for two max contract spaces, spaces, which they pretty much said was going to be Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So what did Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant do? Not go here. They went to Brooklyn. They signed with Brooklyn instead of the New York Knicks. How bad does your organization have to be that they don't play in the world's most famous arena? Yeah, it's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, like, you know, for all the shit the Mets get, I kind of feel like maybe we got to start saying maybe the Knicks are the worst run organization in uh, in New York right now. So, Can I I throw the Jets into that, please? No, the Knicks are worse. The Knicks are definitely worse, right? I mean, what, they've made it, you know, the Jets at least make the playoffs every once in a while. So, no, but so the the Jets had a bad year, or a bad few years. Fired their head coach, brought in a new one, went through the draft, went through free agency where they made a, a some pretty good signings, and then fired the GM. Yeah, because the head coach went behind his back and started talking shit about him. Mm-hmm. And then his, then the head coach's friend is the GM now. So. Um, yeah, what's what's not, not Woody? What's his name? His brother is is it Chris? His brother, I think. Chris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He he's standing in for Woody since Woody's working for the Trump administration. Yeah. Holy shit! Can we just get the Johnson family out of this completely? Because they've been nothing but trash. <laughs> they had like one good year with um 
Rex, Rex, I want to see your feet, Ryan. I mean, come on. Ooh. Yeah, he does like feet. All right. Uh, so next is uh, Pat. Hopefully, a oh, shit. nice, nice July Fourth themed version of Pat Betting Corner. Yeah, I keep forgetting I have to prepare for this. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like if you have a regular thing, you've got to <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't been doing it too long, and I, like, I'm so out of it because like MLS has only just come back. So uh, let me find MLS real quick and come up with some games for you. Do we need to come back to this? We could, we could do ter- Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. Oh, Truman's not here, so. Well, I could do it for him. I'm pretty sure I know who it would be. Okay, well, so- uh yeah, sure, go with that. All right, so first we'll do Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. Yes, yes it is. Uh, and it is going to go to FC Cincinnati. Oof. And uh, if you want to know why, because they only did slightly better than New York City FC a few years ago. They went to Minnesota and lost 7-1. Woof. I know they're an expansion side, but a six-goal loss like that is is just bad. No, nah, yeah, you can't. You can't be losing games like that. Um, so the betting lines are not up for MLS yet on uh, on the DraftKings app. So I'm going to just have to quickly go over here to the MLS thing. Uh, man, there are not really great games coming up that uh, I would like to put some money on. So well, let's see here. I'll go with. Minnesota over San Jose, Real Salt Lake over Columbus, and let's say LAFC still beats Sporting Kansas City on the road. There's your three. Hmm. All right. So, actually, quick dumping ground because I just saw this. Do you, do you see this uh, All Star Challenge being introduced for the MLS All Star Game? No. Yeah, so apparently they're following the NHL's footsteps here. Um, it's going to be streamed on Twitch.tv mm-hmm. and Twitter. So, hey, at least something. Yeah. Um, let's see. It'll be a 90-minute event featuring three teams, MLS All-Stars, Orlando City SC, and Atletico de Madrid. Uh, if you wonder why Orlando's in there, it's because they're hosting the All-Star game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the all-Star team is going to have Wayne Rooney, Carlos Vea, and Jonathan Dos Santos. Orlando City is going to have uh, Nani, Chris, Mo- Chris Mueller, and Sebastian Mendez. Uh, Atletico Madrid is going to have Coca and uh, two to-be-named players, apparently. Fun. <laughs> and these are going to be the skills. Uh, shooting, which it seems like it's going to be a goal with point value targets, like in FIFA, kind of. Okay. Uh Touch and volley, so I assume they have to take shots off the volley. Okay. Uh, passing, which is also going to have targets, and I guess that's it. I guess it's three score or three skills. All right. I will probably not watch it. I might tune in. Just I don't even know when it is. Oh, uh, no, I don't even know. July thirtieth. So that's Tuesday. I guess that's replacing the the Generation Adidas game. I guess I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I enjoy the All Star Game, but that's really all I tune into uh, an All Star week weekend, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? That is it for me. 
All right. So let's wrap this one up. Patreon.com slash Rebel Rant. Uh, one buck a month is all you need to support us and get exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up and any live post-game stuff we decide to do. You can email us at redbullrant at gmail.com. If you'd rather leave us a voicemail and hear your voice on the show, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACDAT for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere. Oh, and before I forget, because I wasn't here in the last few weeks, I wish I thought it was the top of this show. Truman's Wedding, because I didn't put my two cents in yet. There you go. Uh, that was an awesome venue. I heard they booked it like two years out. So that's a huge commitment to make, not only to the wedding itself, right. <laughs> but as a couple. Um, I just a uh, perfect weather. I know Pat talked about that. Perfect weather. Um, kind of wish there was a little more air conditioning inside, but it's an old old building. Nothing you can really do about it. But it was great. It was nice being up there. Uh, the night before the wedding, because I was there, Truman and I went on his sort of bachelor party to uh, Barcade in New Haven. If you're up there, it's worth checking out. It has a bunch of retro arcade machines. And an NBA Jam machine where I kid you not, I hit, I want to say it was like 10 of 12 from three-point range with Patrick Ewing. There you go. That, that dude loved the corner three. He was on fire. <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, I have to second the creepy Lyft driver. Yeah, he was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Still. Yeah, no, you just want to like take a bath. So the, the thing about the thing about the story that you kind of left out, by the mm-hmm. way, is when we first got in the car, he was talking about his son's girlfriend. No, I talked about that. No, no, no. But you left this part out. He didn't talk to the girl. He talked to his son, and his son provided the, the pictorial evidence for him. Oh, that part I missed. Oh, that makes it worse. Oh, God, I completely missed him saying that. Gross. <laughs> And then, he, and then he was talking about taking his son down to Louisiana for 21st birthday because of the girls down there. So, Ugh. I yeah. think I might have tuned him out at that point. I don't blame you. I don't know why I remember all this crap, but Ugh. awful. All right, sorry to leave everybody on the down note like that, but yeah, yeah, most people don't <laughs> still listen to this point anyway. True. Although, <clears throat> Angela, if you're watching, I love the I love the favor from the wedding. Yes. The, the mug with my name on it. That was awesome. Yeah, the mug is nice. I need to reuse it at some point. Yeah, I think I need to... I rinsed it out. I think I should need to wash it before I can use it. Yeah, I should do the same. All right. So, for Pat and the absent Truman and myself, this has been episode 316 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Peace out.